The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today we're going to focus on Blades of Glory. And I have on the phone with me, Harry Hayden. Hello, Harry. Hi, good morning, Mark. So talk to us about what Blades of Glory is, uh, where you guys are located, and what it is that you guys do. Blades of Glory is a company I started back in 1994, I guess, in regards to history, basically medieval history, although it's changed over the years, uh, getting to also ancient history and Canadian history as well. When we're located in Hastings, Ontario, uh, we have our own park there, and we've been doing sword fighting since back in 1995. So what time period do you guys cover for medieval times? Is there a particular starting point and ending point? We go from early in the Middle Ages all the way to uh, about the 1500s, so from 1066 to the 1500s. Kind of interesting is 1066 tends to be the beginning, or thought at least the beginning of night. It's all from the, the Battle of Hastings in England when uh, William came over and tried to get the crown away from Harold, and William had horses. The definition of knight is a, a mounted warrior. William defeated Harold at the time and kind of thrust the knights as the, uh, the be-all, end-all in the battlefield. And it kind of locks in in the sense of Hastings. I know we're in Hastings, Ontario, Canada, but it has that the feel of Hastings, England as well. And so of all the places in Ontario, or even the world, to have a, to have a neat medieval park, you have to have the word Hastings in it. Very so fitting. We, yeah, it's kind of neat. So we have our Hastings Medieval Festival on Labor Day weekend. How did you get involved in something like sword fighting and taking a look at this period of time in history? Uh, I've always had an interest in it, and um, my parents took me to the Royal Ontario Museum prior to the age of five. And when I was there as a kid, I fell in love with the knight. And so that kind of stayed with me up until high school age where I started reading Lord of the Rings and got into the fantasy genre. And then got into late high school playing Dungeons and Dragons. That game is a role-playing game, but a lot of it is kind of medieval-based. After university, wanting to get more involved in a sense and uh, try to have my hand at making chain mail at the time and then later on learning how to do it and then proceeding to make chain mail. And then ultimately started with a, with a business partner at the time, the Camelford Scottish and Medieval Festival back in 1995 and 1996. My uh, business partner, he'd been playing bagpipes for 25 years and we kind of on the, on, the, on the first day, we ran a Scottish event, which includes bringing in pipe bands and later on had uh, caper tossers and highland dancing as well. But on the Sunday, was solely devoted to the Middle Ages, and we, we were. I was going to get a different sword fighting group in, and ultimately they couldn't do the festival. It was on Labor Day weekend, so it was either we kind of scrap that day or we do it ourselves, and ultimately we decided to do it ourselves, and we've been doing it ever since. And you do a fair bit with schools too, don't you? Basically, our focus is always education, so any of our shows that we do, there's an educational aspect to it, but we also go into schools and teach. So ever since, I think, 1998, we've been going into schools and teaching about the Middle Ages. So we were traveling all the way towards Cornwall, Heathwise, 
uh, towards London, Guelph. We did a lot of shows out of Brampton and north. We went Goka area, even a little bit further north as well, and did all the areas in between, going to school, teaching ultimately from grade three all the way to grade seven. And then in 2003, we opened up our own educational theme park, which focused on the Middle Ages as well, and then also branched into ancient civilizations too. Obviously, since the pandemic hit, things have changed for you guys. Well, we haven't really done a show uh, since prior to the pandemic. But yeah, we've done you know a handful of birthday parties. That's basically about it. Now, that being said, within the pandemic, even though we haven't done many shows, uh, one of the goals is trying to get more sword fighters. I opened up a, a sword fighting school in Oshawa back about a year ago, and also in Port Hope last October. How often do you get together in Port Hope? In Port Hope, we're there once a week. is every Wednesday evening for a couple hours. We have a few people out there. In fact, uh, last weekend, we brought the schools together to do kind of an internal event for them. So in addition to doing sparring, and, and a couple of the members, the first time they ever sparred before. And then we also do axe throwing. We also have a combat archery game as well, which uh, there's two teams and kind of shoot each other with arrows, but the, the heads are foam. How long does it take from when you start learning about sword fighting to be able to be ready to participate in some of the events that you have had or eventually will have again? It depends on the individual, their skill level as well. So when we start getting people joining, and initially when I first tried to get people joining, I really thought I'd get athletes. In the end, uh, it wasn't really that way. Uh, one of the things that was a common thread, each of the sword fighters that first came in playing Dungeons and Dragons. So you have to have the passion. I know there's a lot of skill involved, such as the armor you're wearing, 50 pounds of armor. The vision is really hard to see out of, that's for sure. And by the time you get your armor on, you're already pouring with sweat. For the average person, how long does it take to learn all that stuff and be ready to go into an event in front of the public? fastest we've ever had someone get into a show is about three months. The average is probably about six to nine months. The idea is not just learning how to do it, but it's also the safety and the, uh, uh, like of using the sword and having sword control as well. That's, um, a re- that's a really good point. What's the safety record like for you guys? In the last 10 years, there's like bumps and bruises. We've had uh, one of our sword fighters, he had a broken finger uh, twice. When the pandemic hit in March, you guys weren't doing any more in-person stuff. How did that change for the group? Did it affect your participation? Have you lost people? Uh... So when the pandemic hit, what we ended up doing, because we couldn't get together, um, I made Zoom meetings and we had a really good participation level. And we looked in with the, uh, I think there's a grant that I applied for and also succeeded in getting was the help of the website. So um, our website, I think it was uh, last done at the end of the 90s, so it's about 20 years old, that was uh, through Northumberland Tourism and, and Digital Northumberland helped, and we revamped that, so which is kind of nice. I'm going to give you an opportunity to let everyone listening know exactly where you're located, how to get a hold of you. My name's Harry Hayden with Blades of Glory. Uh, if you're ever interested in sword fighting, we have sword fighting classes in Oshawa, in Port Hope, and Hastings, weekly classes. Our park is located on Dunley Road. The website is www.blazeofglory.ca. You will see our email contact on there. The cell phone number, if you want to text or call, is 705-957-0872. And hopefully, if you are interested, come out and check it out. It's uh, it's a load of fun. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, Harry. It has been incredibly enlightening and educational. And I want to ask everyone in Northumberland to focus on Blades of Glory.